dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. Well, friends, you are listening to Fabiano currently here uh, in South Australia. Um, I'm a minister in uh, in the Seventh-day Adventist, Adventist Church, both at Meros Park and Sinai, and I have my good friend uh, Hugh, uh, who is also a minister uh, in uh, here in South Australia, in one of our churches, both at Trinity Gardens, as well as uh, Faith Adventist Center, which is just meeting there, uh, and the Denison Center at Mawson Lakes. Is that right, Pastor? Yes, that's right. You got it absolutely right there, uh, Fabiano. It's, it's uh, those are the places where you and I are ministering out of, but of course, yes. uh, wherever we happen to be in Adelaide, we just are all on fire for sharing mm. the love and the joy and the peace and the grace of Jesus. So, um, yeah, we, we're so grateful to have our listeners with us today. Yeah, no, thank you. And if you happen to be uh, available and wanting to fellowship and connect with other people, feel free to find a local Adventist church nearby. Mm. They'll be happy to uh, have you join them. Now, we are thankful that you have tuned in, our dear listener. Wherever you're at, we welcome you and we are thankful. In fact, this is the right place to be. Uh, for the next hour, we have a wonderful and uh, a wonderful time together as we explore biblical truths. But we have quite an interesting subject today. First of all, the theme for this week has been how good was God when he created hell? It's a question. How good was he? But the uh, topic of today is also a question, is Satan in charge of hell? That is the question of which we'll be uh, seeking to answer uh, from Scripture. That This is an interesting question. Is Satan really in charge of hell? Well, I'm thankful that I have my good friend and pastor, Pastor Hugh. Uh, I believe uh, uh, he'll be able to help us solve this mystery. Uh, and f- f- Pastor, let me ask you, how, how are you? How have you been? And how is your family? Oh, yes, wonderful, actually. We, we, it's going really well. Yes. Uh, just loving uh, life here in Adelaide, and uh, the children are all abuzz with all that goes on with school. Yes. You know that first term of school? Uh-huh. There's so much that goes on. You know, there's yes. school camps, uh, there's swimming, uh, uh-huh. there's, there's sporting carnivals, there's this, there's that. Uh, all sorts of special events to really start the year with a big bang. Mm. And, of course, uh, we're now into term two, uh, yes. and the kids are still running on with a lot of enthusiasm, uh, unabated, and uh, that's great as a parent to see. And I, I hope that that's true for uh, for others who are listening as well. And so if you're yeah. a youngster and you're listening in, uh, we're glad to have you. We hope that you're exploring and expanding the horizons of your mind uh, and deepening the relationship that you have with Jesus in your heart. But uh, uh, if you're a little bit older and uh, maybe you're a, 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 you know, one of the the guardians of the galaxy that God has put into <laughs> in charge of those lovely children, then uh, we're just so grateful that you are mentoring them and, and mm. stewarding uh, them as uh, beloved children of God. Wonderful. Um, and if you're someone who's listening in and you're seemingly by yourself today, then we want to say to you, you're never alone. And we're so glad to be uh, broadcasting to your home today to share the uh, the good news of Jesus with you. Oh, that's wonderful. So, uh, Hugh, let me ask a question. Um, have you ever had questions? Um, have you ever have you ever had questions about God in your whole life? All the time. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> There's never been a time where, okay. where there hasn't been a question in my mind. Yeah. Uh, because let's let's face it. Uh, when it comes to uh, uh, even those relationships where yes. you have a uh, uh, you, you 
you, you love the person, you love spending time around them, etc. You still have questions in your mind because you want to know more about this person. Yes. And, and how much more so is that true with God? Because with God, God is a person who has, you know, he's the maker of the universe. He's right. made all things, he's made us as we are, but he's also the God, when I say as we are, you know, in his image, yes. but he's, he's also the God who has uh, uh, made us for uh, for meaning, he has crafted us for community. He has fashioned us for friendship. Uh-huh. Uh, he is the one who is for us and not against us. How could you not want to explore all manner of different questions about this wonderful being right. who has brought us into existence? And so, yeah, I've got lots of questions that, and I'm sure that our listeners have a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, and we don't promise to have all the answers, but hey, look, if anyone knows about God, it's God, and mm. we love to open up God's word. Uh, with, you know, every time that we come on air, and uh, uh, certainly today is no exception. Now, I have to say one thing though. Uh-huh. Uh, that is that. Uh, forgive me for for raising this, but um, have. Have I or you got the a differing topic here? I'm not sure. <laughs> All uh, right, let's, it, let's see. I think it might be okay. the well, case because, because uh-huh. look, uh, my understanding is that uh, this week we're looking at Beyond the Grave, right? the Bible and the passing of death. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. You're right. You're uh, right. Yes. Guess what? I looked at the date. I did not look at the month. <laughs> You're hearing it here first on air, folks. Uh, yeah, so in actual well, fact, uh, next, you've actually let the cat out of the bag for next week's topic. So I hope you are, you are listening in carefully, folks, because Fabiano told you ahead of time where we may be going next week. That's right. Um, can I just say, I take exception, though, not to Fabiano, never, but I take exception right. to the title for next week. I don't know about you, Fabiano, but did you as well? Yeah. I thought to myself, no. God didn't even. God didn't make hell. Exactly. That's 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 a that's a wrong-headed question. <laughs> that's you right. So, but, but we're going to look at it nonetheless because people do have exactly. all kinds of exotic questions. Yeah. And I guess that's one of them. And we'll look at that next week. But for this week, it's exactly. Am yeah, I right so in saying it's beyond the grave? You're right. The Bible and the passing of death. Exactly. That is the theme for this week, and the topic for today is: Is the resurrection literal? Mm, wow, interesting. Yeah, and I, I find that fascinating because for a title for the week, just going back to that for a second, uh-huh. we normally think of the passing of life, don't we? Yes. But the Bible talks about the passing of death. That's right. And that's an exciting thought. Death oh, yes. will not have the final say. Death is not uh, the, you know, it it is the end for, uh-huh. for a time, but uh, it itself shall pass away. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, again today. But but yes, you're right. Is yes. the resurrection literal? literal. Mm. This is a burning question. <laughs> Sorry, I won't put it that way. <laughs> this is a, this is a uh, vital question that has been debated theologically yeah. for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, so we we may we're certainly um, not the first to ask this question. That's correct, and we won't be the last. And so I, yeah. I hope that for our listeners who are tuning in, that uh, that you'll you'll pay close attention to what the Bible says on this, as will Fabian and I, because we uh, our whole eternal life revolves around this question, is yeah. the resurrection literal? So there's no more important question, I don't think, yeah. uh, that we could be asking today. So don't go anywhere. Mm. And so let me maybe just come to um, a, uh, a story that was in the news uh, recently. Um, mm. And maybe before I even tell you the story, let me just uh, encourage our listeners, uh, wherever you might be listening from, the number to uh, contact or interact with us uh, is zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven. You can go to the faithfm.com.au website and uh, 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 listen to previous uh, 
programs and presentations and or even uh, try to, uh, I guess, uh, 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 Learn more about Faith FM. You can also download a Faith FM app and that will allow you to listen to Faith FM wherever you're at, whether you're in the car, if you're in a place where we don't have uh, good uh, coverage, you can still listen to Faith FM. So you really want to have that. Now, yes, regarding this uh, story that I wanted to share, quite a, uh, a heart-wrenching story, mm. uh, 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 something that happened in Melbourne. Are you going to make me cry? Oh, well, you better not be not. making me cry now. <laughs> That's not <laughs> my intention. <laughs> heart-wrenching story. Oh, dear. A heart-wrenching story. Oh. Uh, imagine, I mean, this, the title uh, for this uh, uh, news outlet says, you know, I hope I never see that again. Mm. Uh, a Melbourne school day that ended with a bus crash and the heartbreak of injured children. Oh, dear. Now, um, I looked at that on the news and, um, I tend to follow the eye view. I prefer not to see the ads. So I rewatched the news, uh, once it's been recorded and uploaded there, uh, we, uh, uh on ABC. And so. Wow, uh, we have a news purist here. <laughs> hey, there that's it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, quite a sad story. Mm. Uh, and, mm. uh, it's good to see that many other doctors and, uh, health professionals were able to come from different hospitals and rally together and uh, uh, try to help these children. Mm. But um, yes, a, a lady by the name of Lisa Kempel uh, was expecting to find a, according to her, a fender bender, I guess that's how you'd call it, after a call came uh, into Oxford Primary School to inform uh, to inform it of a crash. Uh, so uh, obviously I wish we had time, but really time is against us here. But let me just give you a summary of what happened, uh, what had, what have happened if you have not, uh, uh, heard, uh, or have seen, um, on the news, uh, of what I'm talking about. So, uh, long story short, a truck crashed into the bus and obviously, uh, that led into a major, um, uh, car accident. Mm. And, um, so the, uh, police, the firefighters, you know, everyone really just rallied to this place and tried to help. And, uh, sadly, some of the children had to be amputated. Uh, so a very heart wrenching story. And I can imagine what the parents were feeling like. So our hearts and prayer goes out to those people. Mm. And so, and, and it is with this story that, uh, I guess, uh, for me as an individual, you know, I'm always reminded, um, or any other stories like this that, hey, um, yeah, life is, um, finite. Uh, it is not infinite. It is actually finite mm. and anything can happen any moment. And so this really, for me, just kind of, mm. kind of helped me, uh, once again, wake up from the reality and say, hey, we are not immortal. We, mm. you know, um, yeah, our life is finite. I don't know what your thoughts are or if, if you heard of this story, Pastor Hugh. Yeah, I, I did come across that story actually, mm. Fabiana. It really pains, pains one to, you know, to come across a story like that and so close to home as well. I mean, yeah. I, <clears throat> I grew up in that part of uh, Australia and uh, to see, um, footage to, to know of what uh, pain is that, that those children and those involved in the accident, those who are first responders, those who have been picking up the pieces and uh, the parents uh, that are involved as well as a parent myself. Uh, yeah, you can probably hear it in my voice. I, yeah, just uh, it, it is heart-wrenching. You've, you've chosen the right word. It's gut-wrenching as well. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, our, our thoughts and our prayers really do go to, to those families. And uh, I hope that in what we look at today, that as we talk about a physical yes. and a literal resurrection, mm. uh, that 
uh, and, and we share it from the Bible and from the trustworthy words and heart of Jesus. Uh, it's my hope that whether it's a family member <clears throat> or an extended or mem- family member or relative or whether it's uh, uh, someone who's been directly impacted by this event and others like it, uh, will hear what's shared and will find hope. Yes. Um, even in the physical reality and the physical pain, uh, that we so often do encounter in a sin sick world mm. and, uh, where accidents, uh, like this do happen. Yes. And, uh, uh, yeah, of course, uh, yeah, if, if anyone is hurt by this, it's also God because yeah. He made us and He, He knows every part of our frame. Uh, and uh, because that's true, to see, uh, yeah, especially little children put through that torment yeah. must uh, must really pain his heart as well. So, uh, yeah, please stay tuned with us uh, this afternoon because uh, today we are going to be talking about the hope that we have that goes beyond right. such terrible tragedies and uh, and and the the pain and the torment and for that matter, you know, death itself that so often does follow in the wake of such uh, uh, events like this. That's right. Mm. So thank you for tuning in, uh, mm-hmm. dear friend. We uh, are going to have a wonderful time together as we once again study on this very important topic, mm. the topic of resurrection. But uh, if you're following uh, from, let's say, uh uh, other places other than South Australia, we would like to, uh, once again, uh, thank you for tuning in. And if you're following from South Australia, hey, thank you. We are pretty much together here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we are all enjoying the cold weather. I haven't been che- checking the weather in other states, uh, but uh, hey, here in South Australia, it's been a little bit cooler. And so we uh, welcome you all. Please do um, try to, uh, I guess, uh, engage with us. If you have a question, if you have a prayer request, if you, if you'd like to raise, um, uh, yeah, if, if you'd like us to clarify on anything, uh, the number is 04-888-80811. Also, we do have a free giveaway and shortly I will let you know how to get a hold of your copy. This is going to be a, book which is on the very subject of which we're discussing today so you will need uh to um to have uh, once again uh that number text in your thoughts on 04888 that's 04888 so friends let us come to a uh, uh, uh a break let's start off with a song and immediately after the song we will then uh, come and discuss my soul let me to thy bosom fly While the nearer waters roll While the tempest still is high Hide me, O my Savior, Till the storm of To the haven guide, or receive my soul at last. Other refuge have I none, hangs my helpless soul on thee. Leave, oh, leave me not alone, still support. And comfort me, 
grace with thee is found, grace to cover all my sin. Let the healing streams abound, make and keep me pure with made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Now, dear friend, thank you for tuning in. This is Faith FM, the Draft Time Program with Fabiano and Hugh in the studio. This is the big Q&A uh, program, and we are so thankful that you have tuned in. You can send your questions to us, to that number, 0438-808-11, and we'll uh, once again uh, respond while we are live. And so the theme for this week has been Beyond the Grave, the Bible, and the Passing of Death. But today we have an interesting question of which we are answering and that is is the resurrection literal friend it will be wise we start with prayer because the words of which we are about to share are spiritual and um, we want the holy spirit to prepare our hearts and help us understand these truth uh, of which we read from his word let us pray together father we are thankful and grateful first and foremost for the gift of life we are also thankful that um, your word gives us hope of the future and your word helps us to look beyond uh, the challenges, the difficulties and the tragedies of life uh, that uh, we face here on earth. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit may minister to our hearts, all of us, those who are listening. And as we share here in the studio, we pray that you lead and guide so that when all of us may find in your word uh, peace, uh, comfort and um the, the hope that Christ has, uh, uh, has, uh, has promised to all of us. And that is really when he returns, life eternal. Father, we pray that uh, you lead, that you guide. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so, friends, we have Pastor Hugh here who's going to help us answer this question. Is the resurrection literal? Now, I understand, Pastor Hugh, that upon the answer to this question hangs a lot to do with our faith. Yes, because, it does. Because I'm cognizant of what Paul says in First Corinthians 15, mm-hmm. who says that, hey, if Christ is not risen, then your faith is pretty much futile. It's, yes. It's, it's nothing. It's, mm-hmm. so really this is a very, very important questions, uh, question for us to answer. And I'm interested in what you have prepared for us. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right there because the apostle Paul does make it very, very clear that, uh, that if there is no resurrection, uh, then our faith is futile. Our faith is in vain. Mm. Uh, and it is as if, uh, we might be living for the Lord even now. And even with all the great miracles and all the amazing things that 
happened in his ministry. Mm. Uh, even the fact that he he went all the way to the cross and he overcame sin, he overcame temptation, uh, he he went to his death as one without sin, uh, and overcame in all of those ways. Even with all of that, even with yeah. the greatest inspiration, the most inspiring life that's ever been lived. Yes, and inspires us to live a better life every day. That's right. Even with all of that, mm. if there is no resurrection, there yeah. is no future hope. No future hope. And, mm. and so th- there is no more important question that we could look at than this. Yeah. And so this is actually a question that was wrestled with not just at the time of Christ, not uh-huh. only since the time of Christ, right. but it may interest our listeners that it's been wrestled with uh, long before Jesus was mm. incarnated and right. uh, born as one of us yes. uh, and went to the cross mm-hmm. and as the scriptures and as uh, as is the evidence of history if, and we looked at this at other times on Faith FM. We're not going to yes. look at that evidence today. We're uh-huh. going to look at the question, is it is it literal? What does the Bible say about it? But um, the evidence of history does show <clears throat> that there was a miraculous event that did take place there way back in 31 AD Wonderful. there in Jerusalem. So, mm. um, And, and we, we think of that miraculous event as the resurrection, <clears throat> yeah. to, to rise again from death. Mm. So as I said, though, uh, this is a question that people have wrestled with yes. for millennia. Wow. Uh, in fact, if you go back to the very earliest parts of the scriptures, mm-hmm. you'll find there that the, that, uh, the great patriarch Job, right, he wrestled with this as well in yes. several places within yes. the book of Job. Okay. Now, what makes that really uh, of, of great note is right. that uh, scholars, theologians, uh, understand that this is the earliest scripture in the entirety of the Bible. Now, it doesn't wow. describe the earliest events. That's a, that's a different matter. <laughs> yes. but, it, but the fact that it's the earliest um, uh, scriptures themselves uh-huh. uh, would seem to be attested to by the fact that it, it's coming from a time prior to Moses. Well, sorry, not, right. uh, yeah, from a time prior to Moses, right. but which would appear that Moses was uh, had uh, 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 maintained a record of. Right. Uh, and so, uh, very early, early days of the Bible. Hmm. And this is what he says, and, and probably the most direct, expressive way he put it, okay. in Job chapter 19, he says this in verse 25, he says, I know uh-huh. that my Redeemer lives. Hmm. Or as one of my great... Uh, favorites amongst Handel's Messiah says, right. you know, I know that my Redeemer liveth, wow. you know, uh-huh. uh, and that in the end he yes. shall stand mm. upon the earth. Now, what I find interesting about that <clears throat> is that where it says upon the earth, this is actually figurative. Mm. Uh, in the in the Hebrew, oh, uh, right. and in, in actual fact, it's probably better described or better translated into the English as "He shall stand upon the grave." In other words, he will be victorious over the grave. Mm. Um, so ah. you put your foot on something, uh-huh. you know, it, it's it's very dismissive. It's like as if it's something that is powerless that is next to you. Uh, and so he then goes on to say, "Not only shall he, not only that he lives, uh, Job's redeemer, and in the end, his redeemer will stand in victory over the grave, mm. but that." After my skin, says Job, has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, notice that now, not in my spirit, Uh not in some metaphysical form, but in my flesh, I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another, how my heart yearns Mm. within me. And so isn't it true to say that you, know, you described a, a, a terrible tragedy at the start of our broadcast there, yeah. and there's many tragedies like this uh, all around the world. Yes. Um, how meaningful are these words, especially coming from someone who knows all about torment, all about anguish and, and, and troubles, like That's Job right. did. That's you know, right. There's probably been very few, if any, that have been troubled as much as Job was mm. in his lifetime. Uh, and yet he's able to say that in my flesh, 
even after everything else has been stripped away, even after my skin has been destroyed. Yet there's coming a time in the future, in my flesh, I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. No wonder his heart yearned within him for that day. So Job in the earliest parts of Scripture, in Uh fact, probably the earliest, is from way back at the inception of the biblical record saying, you know what? There is a literal, physical resurrection. Uh, now, it's not just Job who came to that conclusion in the Old Testament, but also the prophet Daniel, mm. uh, whose words still resonate with us today with all the many wonderful prophecies about the end times, many of which are being fulfilled unerringly and accurately today. And he says in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 2, he says, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth, and by the way, that word for sleep there, <clears throat> it is a metaphor uh, for death. Uh-huh. And it makes sense in the context, doesn't it? Them that yes. sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. In other words, come back to life again. Some uh-huh. to everlasting life. There's the clear context. And some to shame and everlasting contempt. Mm. So Daniel is talking about a day. And by the way, in the context of that chapter there, it's with respect to the day of the coming of Jesus. Uh-huh. You know, um, that the, that, uh, it's referring to the end day. And so he's saying here that at that time <clears throat> that there shall be a resurrection and a physical one because it's one where those who sleep in the dust of the earth. So we're talking here about, you know, the Bible talks about dust to dust, ashes to ashes. That's a very physical way to speak, a very tangible way to speak of existence. And um, and so just as we've come from the dust of the earth, so shall we go back to the dust of the earth. But there's coming a day where those who sleep, those who are dead in the dust of the earth, in the grave, shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Mm-hmm. So the Old Testament is clear in various places. I've just shared a couple of the places that are probably uh, you know, most explicit about it, where we're encountering the fact that the the scriptures, the prophets were saying, guess what? <clears throat> There's coming a day where there'll be a physical, literal resurrection. Amen. Uh, now, despite all of this, we are human beings. We still have questions. Yeah. And you know, even the best of us can be that way. That's right. And that was certainly true when it came to the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And so by the time of Jesus, these two uh, very prominent and influential bodies of believers uh, within the Jewish faith, uh, they were coming to different conclusions. And so the Sadducees were saying, you know, uh, uh, the, you know, there's not going to be a physical, literal resurrection. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's uh, rather instead uh, there is no coming back from the grave. Uh, and so they might sort of speak in, in other terms of eternal life, but not in terms of a physical, literal resurrection. The Pharisees, on the other hand, said, yes, there is. The Bible says so. And so therefore mm. they said, well, there's going to be a physical, literal resurrection. Uh-huh. And so I guess it, what's really interesting in that context is, well, what did Jesus say? Because he was confronted but not confounded by yes. this great you know, contention or great debate that was going on at the time. And so, uh-huh. so what we find as we look into the Scriptures uh, is, and I'll just share a few verses with you along these lines, uh, but Jesus says something you know, really, really very interesting. Uh, for example, he says in the Gospel of John, John uh, says, look, there was a time where Jesus said this in John 6 verse 40, he says, and this is the will of him that sent me, says Jesus, that everyone who sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life. And guess what? I will raise him up at the last day. Amen. Uh, in Luke, uh, Luke puts it this way, chapter 14, verses 13 to 14, he says, But when thou makest a feast, says Jesus, this is Jesus speaking, call the poor, call the maimed. That's a very physical affliction, isn't it? Call yeah. the maimed. The lame. 
again, very physical, a very tangible uh, and uh, life-changing injury or life-changing affliction. Call the maimed, call the lame, call the blind, and you shall be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee. They can't reward thee or give back to you. But you shall be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. And so Jesus here talks about, in the context of you know people suffering physical uh, maladies and afflictions, he talks about a resurrection of the just. Mm. Um, in, in John chapter 5 and verse 28 to 29, Jesus is even more explicit. He says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, right. and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Wow. Um, so very clearly... And these are just a few of many verses that are very much the same. Jesus is pointing out that there is coming a day where the physical um, destruction, malformation, and and oppression of the human person and of our existence will come to an end. And that instead, out of the mayhem, out of the chaos of human existence today, Jesus will have victory, and he's going to raise up uh, his very own in the resurrection. There's coming a physical, a literal resurrection at the last day. And and in fact, uh, it talks there about a resurrection of the just and a resurrection of the damned. Now, that's another question. Uh, we may very well have looked at this in previous broadcasts, uh, but I'm sure that we will very soon in yes. a future broadcast be talking along these lines. So stay tuned. In fact, we've been told, please don't even talk about that <laughs> <laughs> because we don't want to confuse our listeners. That's right. But uh, I just want to leave that. You talked about questions before. Let's leave mm. that question hanging mm. because we will come back and answer that at a future time in our future broadcast. That's right. But what the important point here is, is that uh, there is a physical, literal resurrection. resurrection. Wow. And in fact, so much so uh-huh. that let's think about this. When did Jesus... Mm. When did he go to heaven? Mm. You know, did, did did he go to heaven straight away at death? No, no, no. Scripture doesn't tell us that. No, when, yeah. Fabiano, you enlighten me. When, <laughs> when did Jesus go to heaven? Well, Scripture tells me that he went to heaven after he resurrected. Aha. Yeah. Okay, so you know, sometimes I think we we may be guilty. Yes. Uh, uh, even um, without realizing it, of thinking ourselves a little bit better than Jesus, mm. because you know we think, okay, I got my passport straight to heaven as soon as I die. Um, and I don't want to you know cause any heart or you know any yeah, <laughs> um, worries for people about their loved ones in saying that. Uh-huh. But rather, instead, I want to give you a better hope, mm. because the the better hope we have is in Jesus. Yeah, the Bible describes death as an enemy, not as a friend. Yeah. Jesus didn't come to shake hands and make make up and 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 be cozy buddies with death. No, Jesus came to defeat death mm. and to overcome the grave yeah. and to then rise again in victory. Yes. Uh, and so, it's the resurrection which is our passport to heaven. Yes. Jesus, in rising again, has given us hope of eternal life. Mm. Now, he is actually the template for how we too shall enter into eternal life. He rose in the resurrection. So too, all those who uh, put their faith in him, as we've just heard from several verses uh, where Jesus is speaking, we too shall enter into eternal life through resurrection. Now, um, what does the Apostle Paul say about that? Because... Elsewhere in the New Testament, this is expanded upon quite extensively. Right. Um, I want to give you an example of it. Um, 
Fabiana, when you became a Christian, I'm going to put you on the spot a few times today, aren't I? <laughs> right. But when you, when you became a Christian, uh-huh. um, it was by the Holy Spirit. You were baptized in the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. But God also said, be baptized in the waters. Yes. Right? That's right. Now, you've got to ask yourself a question. Well, if I'm already baptized in the Spirit, uh-huh. if God has already called me and chosen me, and you know, why do I have to go through this uh, the, these waters? What's the yeah. whole point of that thing? Mm. Well, these are very important uh, yes. reason why we are baptized. In fact, there's several important reasons. One of yes. them is, and I'm going to ask you this, Fabiano, okay. what does baptism actually uh, signify? What, what, yes. is it, what does it picture for us in yes. actual fact? Uh, yes, so for me, um, and you're right, obviously when all of us, most of us, I hope, when we were baptized, there's a reason as to why we accepted that, uh, that ritual. Um, mm. If I could use those words, uh, because scripture does tell us that just like uh, most of us were baptized into uh, Christ, so we, in a sense, I'm here paraphrasing what scripture says, we were also buried with Christ. And when we uh, pretty much were, you know, being taken out of the water, so obviously full immersion, because obviously to die, you must, your whole body must pretty much go underground, right? Uh, so, uh, so as we come out of the water, so that signified that, hey, we will also be raised. There's a future tense that scripture uses there. Mm-hmm. We'll also be raised just like Christ was raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. And so, um, on the day of baptism, when I was baptized, uh, that was the understanding that I had uh, uh, gotten from Scripture, yes. which is biblical, mm. and I wanted to follow in the example of Christ, and I wanted to die to my old self, ah. so I can be remade new by Christ. And not only that, Scripture tells us that hey, it's a it's a it's a public declaration. Mm. So that. Uh, uh, ritual of baptizing by immersion through water is not only is it, uh, I guess, following in the footsteps of our Lord and Savior, mm. but it's also a public declaration to those who are watching yes. that truly, one, uh, I do believe that uh, Christ has died for me uh, and that uh, uh, He rose and that one day I will also be uh, taken up with him and should I die in this life well one day I will be raised so mm. th- there is that faith that I'm also uh, testifying and proclaiming at that time or at your time when you do get baptized if you if not already and yes. I highly highly encourage you to pray about this because this is important yes and it is. so yeah I, I yes. could go on pastor but I want to <laughs> pass the ball back to you <laughs> okay we'll get into the 50 meter perimeter and we'll kick that goal together <laughs> right. shall we but the, the great thing about it I love what you shared there Fabiano because you can hear Hear the passion and the excitement and the enthusiasm in Fabiano's voice if you're listening carefully because, and I can see it on his face, so I've got it easy in here. Uh, <laughs> right. But he is absolutely shining. His smile is so wide. Why? Because he remembers his baptism. Mm. Uh, I'm sure you, yeah, he's, he's nodding along. Yes. He remembers his baptism. Yes. Uh, after all, he was there. And, <laughs> and not only that, but he remembers it with great fondness because yes. it's the moment that he uh, very publicly mm. and committedly entered into a, a forever friendship with Jesus. That's right. Uh, and saying really no turning back. Mm. And, and this is really, as Fabiano was saying, <clears throat> something which the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans chapter 6. Yeah. And he says here in verse 3, he says, he asks a question as if to say, don't you know this? He says, yeah. don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ or Christ mm. Jesus were baptized into his death? Yeah. So when we're baptized, as Fabiano was saying, we're baptized into his death. A little bit further on, he then says, 
says that for if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will, and there's that, that mm. uh, future tense that Fab was talking about, yes. we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Yeah. It couldn't get any clearer, could you? <sighs> and so the very um, uh, moment, the very uh, entry point into a public uh, declaration of mutual love between Christ and us and us and him uh, at, that occurs at baptism uh, it's like a like a you know like a wedding ceremony if you like uh, when you reunite our lives with Christ <clears throat> we unite them in his death but also in his resurrection Amen. and uh, there's coming a day where we shall rise like he has risen so um, the very entry point into the Christian life is a reminder of the end game it's a reminder Amen. of the you know, what's going to happen soon, and that is that when Christ returns yes. that uh, and the resurrection day happens, <clears throat> we will rise and shall be with our Lord forever. So that's that's what he wants, that's what he's desiring. And uh, in fact, and let me just say this one last thing, in Titus chapter 2 and verse 13, the Apostle Paul says this. <clears throat> he says that uh, this is the blessed hope of every Christian heart, the blessed hope uh, of the soon appearing, the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why? Because the resurrection is going to take place at that time. Amen. Amen. Pastor Hugh, thank you so much. But we have to take a short break so we can just, you know, take all this in. And, uh, but we will be back. Friends, do stay with us. We're coming to a beautiful item here. But, uh, shortly we will definitely continue on this subject. So please do stay uh, with us and we'll be right back, uh, shortly. Who taught the sun where to stand in the morning? And who told the ocean you can only come this far? And who showed the moon where to hide till
What a beautiful song, Pastor Hugh. Oh, yes. Oh. My Redeemer lives. Are you, are you oh. providing me with a soundtrack there, Fabio? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he must have thought I was going to break out into song. I tell you what, I wanted to, though, when I listened to that last song. Mm, mm. Ooh, isn't that powerful? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. well, we... You know yourself and myself. I was think I was think, I was I was I was just hoping that hey, if we were not live, I would just be singing my heart out. You know, <laughs> me, too. me too. Yeah, oh, that was so powerful. Oh, my God. redeemer lives. Amen, yeah. amen. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. This is the Faith FM Drive Time Program. Mm. This is actually the big Q and A. So. Thank you for those who have tuned in and those who have sent us uh, uh, a text message on zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven, such as Darren, a friend of mine. Thank you, Darren, for tuning in. So we have been uh, discussing under the theme "Beyond the Grave: The Bible and the Pas- and the Passing of Death," uh, and uh, today's uh, subject has been the following question: Is the resurrection literal? And Pastor Hugh has given us a number of Bible texts to really underscore and uh, and clarify to all of us that truly the resurrection is literal and mm. uh, wonderful passages. And so I would just like to also inform those who are listening. Uh, that uh, we do have a free giveaway. And this is the book, The First Lie by Barbara Wiener. Uh, this book, my friend, you would want to have, especially if you had questions around uh, the subject of hell, death, resurrection, and so forth. In fact, this book, The First Lie, is a Bible study that explores the subject of death from a biblical perspective with all the preconceived ideas stripped away. Letting the Bible speak for itself. So you really want to have this book, a classic book. Uh, in fact, if you're interested right now, on your mobile phone, you can just text in the code word SA119. When you do that, you send that to the number 0488808811. The Faith FM giveaway bottle will reply asking for your details. So please do do that, my friend, because this is a book that you should have. So the code word is SA119. One one nine. So, thank you once again. Now, there, there's something also I, will, I would like to uh, inform our listener of, and this is something powerful, something amazing, something big, an event uh, that is coming up there in um, uh, in the area of uh, Victor Harbor. This is at number five, George Main Road at Victor Harbor, and so you really want to be there. This is a series titled The End Game. Mm. The End Game by a well-known speaker, presenter, and pastor, Jeff Yilden. So you really want to be there. And his first three subjects will be the end game. How will it play out? And the next subject will be who is pulling the strings? And the third and the third uh, presentation will be can a person go so far that is to, that is impossible to be saved? He's got a number of Topics up to maybe about 14. And so if you really are interested, please call the number or text the number 0413-853-581. Or you can just go to Victor Harbor, uh, uh, full stop, the endgame.global. Victor Harbor dot the endgame 
dot global or if you forget all that just call the seventh day adventist church conference here in south australia but the end game my friend is a series not to be missed so once again let's come back to our subject uh we have been once again uh studying under the subject is the resurrection literal and pastor hugh we had to uh take a moment uh to really digest what you had you were sharing mm. and we went to a break to that beautiful I'm glad song you did yeah. <laughs> well now we come back and we wonder what else you know do you have to share with us well with all the excitement that's been mustered up by that wonderful song that we just heard mm. uh, let me share something with you uh, from the heart of the uh, the pastor and the apostle the greatest uh, christian writer of all time mm. uh, the apostle paul he says here in first uh, corinthians verse 15 uh, sorry chapter 15 uh, verse right. 12 uh-huh. he says but if it is preached that christ has been raised from the dead how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Mm. You know, in other words, he's saying, why are you going back to that sad, that sad old Sadducee way of life and yeah. thinking, right? <clears throat> he says, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. Right. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God because we've testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. Mm. But he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. Right. Okay, so this has implications for for our resurrection, you know, are we going to be raised or not? Well, mm. look back to Jesus, and if if He was raised, and we know He was, then so also shall we. He says, "For if the dead are not raised, Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ hasn't been raised, yes. your faith is futile. Mm. You are still in your sins." Well, wow. this is really heavy, isn't it? Oh yeah, you know. So this is no wonder it's such a vital question. Everything revolves yes. around this. We talk so much about the cross, and the cross is of equal weight and importance. Mm. That's where our sins were nailed. Yeah. That that's where where forgiveness was found, uh, and yet. Without the resurrection, <clears throat> there can be no then, uh, uh, the, the, the resurrected power of the life of Christ can no longer live within us and we have no resurrection hope for the future. Mm. And so that's why he goes on to say in verse 19, he says, uh, uh, in fact in verse 18, he said, then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ, in other words, those who've died, they're lost. Wow. They're that lost. Is sad. That is so plain though, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah. if you've died and there's no resurrection, you're lost. That's so right, death that's is not yeah. the portal to eternal life. The Definitely resurrection not. is. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because yeah. if death's the portal, it's only the portal to being lost, mm. without mm. the resurrection that is. Yeah. And he goes on to say, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Mm. But get this, he says, but. Oh, don't you love that? <laughs> yes. I'm so grateful for the but. He says, but Christ uh-huh. has indeed been raised from the dead. He has indeed the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. <clears throat> for since death came through a man, in other words, Adam, yes. the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. In other words, Jesus. He says, for as in Adam all die, mm. so in Christ all will be made alive, but each in turn. Right. Christ the first fruits, then when he comes, mm. those who belong to him. That's so right. it's at the resur- it's at the second coming of Jesus when he comes again at that glorious appearing which is the great hope of every Christian heart. Mm. That's the blessed hope. When that day comes, that's when the resurrection occurs. Uh, and those who belong to him shall be raised at wow. that day. <clears throat> now there are those who go on to quite a moot point. Right. They want to debate well what kind of body is it going to be? Uh-huh. And uh, the apostle Paul says, well I'll, you know, I'll entertain you on that question for a little bit and through the rest of that chapter he right. talks about, you know, is it a terrestrial body? Is it a celestial body? Is it a spiritual body? But at the end of the day, he comes back to the point that that's be, that's that's not the point. <clears throat> the right. point is that we shall be raised. Mm. And if you want to know what kind of body, 
You go back to the Gospels and you look again at the template of resurrection. Jesus, who's the first fruits, the first of those resurrections to come, the one uh, who is the foundation and the foundation stone of our faith, but also the one whose resurrection guarantees our resurrection. Amen. He's the first fruits and we will follow in turn. And so at the end of the chapter in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, he goes on to say this. He says, um, listen, verse 51, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump. For the dead, so, so for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. And, of course, he goes on to say, you know, death has been swallowed up in victory. You know, death's yeah. not the friend here. That's right. It's the one that's going to be defeated, ultimately. He says, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? And I just hope that you know those who've, who've suffered the loss of a loved one, <clears throat> those who maybe are suffering from a terminal disease yeah. uh, or sickness, uh, that you'll take those words to heart because death uh, is defeated through the resurrection of Jesus Amen. and your death doesn't yeah. have to you know, be the end point. Yeah. But rather instead there's coming a day where Christ shall come again to raise the dead. And he makes this really clear. Again, the Apostle Paul, this time writing to the church at Thessalonica or Thessalonica. He says in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 and <clears throat> verse 16, he says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven. There's yes. that future tense again. That's and right. there's that emphatic affirmation, he says, will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, Uh we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them Mm. in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another. Therefore, comfort one another Mm. with these words. Aren't these wonderful words of life? Wonderful. So there's coming a day where the dead in Christ will rise. Uh, They'll rise first. We'll you know, as we watch them rise, yes. we'll then join them in the air right. to meet uh, our Lord together. So it's not going to be a one-handed clap each time mm. a, a person dies and then they walk through the portals into heaven yeah. alone. It's mm. going to be one great, victorious, resounding chorus of praise and glorious victory yes. when Christ comes again and we all should wow. be raised up to meet him in the clouds of glory. What a reunion. What oh, a day what that's going to be. be. Yeah. It's going to be an For amazing sure. day. Sure. And this is a linchpin. Yes. Of our faith. <clears throat> you know, it's not something which is pie in the sky, by and by, wishful thinking. It, it's something yeah. that is anchored yes. in the resurrection of Jesus. Mm, he came right. the first time, died and rose again. So also we shall experience the same uh, at the coming of Jesus. We shall mm. be raised uh, to meet our glorious Lord in the air. Oh, now, yes. Coming back to the question then, well, why do some people believe <clears throat> that when you die, you go straight to heaven? Right. Uh, this is actually an idea uh-huh. uh, with, that was born out of Greek philosophy and, and mm. other philosophies that are external mm. to yeah. the scriptures in actual fact. And people uh-huh. have gone mining in the scriptures to try yes. and find something which might back up that idea. Okay. Uh, and yeah, look, if you go doing that, you'll, <laughs> if you go looking for something, you'll probably end up finding what you're looking for. You know, <laughs> if, if you, if you, if you're determined enough. Yeah. Um, but, uh, when you look right across the scriptures, it's clear, mm. um, that, uh, from Old Testament to New Testament, our Blessed and glorious hope is in the coming glory of Jesus, in his appearing, and it's at that day that the dead in Christ shall rise in the resurrection. Um, Now, uh, this is uh, then, I think, really important uh, point to make, and and that is that, sorry, excuse me, uh, when it comes to um, 
that day, uh, what, uh, how do we know that that's the point in time that people receive their heavenly reward? Mm. Well, I, I would just uh, turn our attention to yes. places like Revelation. Uh, yes. And in Revelation 22, yes. uh, it points out there that, uh, that at that time, the Lord shall bring his reward with him. Oh, yes. Uh, and uh, so that's pointed out in Revelation 22. Yes. Uh, and uh, I'm just thinking maybe I should have given a verse for that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> let, let me very quickly do that. But okay. in Revelation 22. Yes. And... Uh, and guess why, why you're looking for that verse, mm-hmm. uh, Pastor? I'm also thinking in 22, I believe, verse 4, where he said, he will wipe away, uh, the, t- um, he will wipe away tears from their eyes. Mm-hmm. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more sorrow for the former things have passed away. Uh, that is also another wonderful text in scripture that really, uh, once again reminds us that there is actually something wonderful ahead of us. Even though we may mm-hmm. sleep the sleep of death, uh, there is actually that resurrection. And there is that uh, uh, reality and that glorious hope that yes. is to come. <clears throat> Very much so. And and so that's the day, of course, yeah. where you know passing away will have passed away, yeah. you know, so to speak. And uh, that's it. Yeah. So hashtag so, that. <laughs> hashtag that. Yeah, I like that. So so Revelation twenty two and and verse twelve. He says, uh-huh. Jesus says, "Look, I am coming soon. Hmm. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what he has done." Hmm. And so. When when Jesus comes again, that's when we shall receive yes. our reward. We don't receive it at death, right? <clears throat> you know, um, uh, the the um, the truth is that we receive it at the coming of Jesus. Another mm. verse to tell you that Jesus Himself says again, right. this time in Matthew, okay. Matthew sixteen and verse twenty seven. Yes, <clears throat> He says, "For the Son of Man is going to come in His Father's glory with His angels, and then." He will reward each person according to what they have done. You wow. couldn't get it more clearer than that, could yeah, you? On sure. that day where he comes in his Father's glory. Mm. And, and he goes on in Matthew 24 to talk about how he's coming in great glory yeah. at that last day. And That's right. he sends out his angels uh, to the four winds of heaven, to the four yes. corners of the earth, so to yes. speak, uh, to every part of the, the globe to um, gather his elect to him in the clouds of glory uh, on that day. Um, so. <clears throat> will it be a literal physical body that we'll have at that day? Hmm. Yes, I believe it will be. Look at Jesus. I mean, exactly. Jesus, when he, um, uh, when he had, um, <clears throat> when he rose again, we yes. know that John tells us that, uh, on that resurrection day, he appeared before his disciples. Yes. <clears throat> and, uh, and, uh, we know from Luke's gospel, mm. uh, that, uh, he ate some food that was given oh, yes. to him. Oh, yes. And he digested it. Yes. You know, it, it didn't just fall through him. He wasn't some, you know, airy, uh, airy spiritual thing. Yeah, 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 incorporeal yeah. sort of, you know, <laughs> um, uh, Misty being, yeah. uh, he was a physical being, um, and and a resurrected physical being. Oh yes, uh, and we know of course that he he broke bread yes. uh, to eat it uh, on the road to Emmaus uh, when they sat down together. We also know that um, that he offered his hands and his side for Thomas to put his finger in mm. and to thrust his hand in his side. Yes, uh, and he believed on the spot. That's right. Um, so so clearly we will have a physical literal body. Amen. Paul says in First Corinthians thirteen that uh, we shall be known even as we are known mm. at that day. Yes. So so very clearly <clears throat> we're going to have victory yes. over uh, I- I- uh, over all the physical pangs that we've suffered in this life and over death That's itself right. which is a very physical experience. Yes. And uh, 
And so we're going to have the joy of being able to to run, to feel yes. the, the 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 breeze upon our skin, yes. uh, to to feel the the sweat of toil, uh-huh. um, of of um, honest toil yes. uh, in the new heaven and the new earth. So so we're going to be able to enjoy the bodies that God gave us originally there in the garden, and that He's going to restore back to us uh, without the impacts of sin uh, and of death. Uh, yeah. That will be a distant memory. So so. Is there a physical resurrection? Praise be to God, there yes. is. Amen. It's a literal yes, one, a literal. and we will literally enjoy eternal life. And I hope that hope burns within the hearts, knowing that our Redeemer lives for all our listeners today. Amen. Shall we pray together, Pastor Hugh? Father, we are thankful and we are grateful uh, for uh, Jesus and the victory that we find in Christ. And Lord, we pray that you may uh, help all of us to put our trust in Jesus. Lord, we pray that you may um, comfort uh, those who are grieving, those who are also troubled with the thoughts of some of the things that they face here on earth and that, that, are, that are related to what we are talking about. Thank you for this. And, we, and this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen.